Welcome to Oncofarm. I'm your host, John Bazaar. I'm an associate professor of pharmacy practice here at the supporting sponsor of Oncofarm, the Bill Gatt College of Pharmacy. It is December 18th, 2019, and this is our holiday episode. Uh, a little housekeeping uh, with the holidays coming up. Uh, be out of the office for uh, several days between Christmas and New Year's. So uh, there will be a pod next week, the week between Christmas and New Year's. Um, I'll record something uh, before I leave uh, to be up. So anything breaking will have to wait till after the New Year. And the FDA tends to approve drugs right at the end of the year, it seems. Uh, but today, uh, I want to talk about uh, Dr. Seuss's how the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, I love to read uh, to my kids, usually, uh, but especially when it's Dr. Seuss. Uh, there is uh, a music to words when they are written well, uh, whether it's poetry or not, and that's certainly the case for Dr. Seuss books, and just makes it, you know, makes it fun. And the character in How the Grinch Stole Christmas, um, just to give him the respect he res- deserves, Mr. Grinch, uh, he starts out mean, uh, almost as, as a poison, uh, and then his heart grows, you know, like three times as much, like a threefold increase in cardiac tissue. And he becomes a kinder, helpful sort, almost like a tonic. And the very last line of the song, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, uh, it's just insult after insult. Some of them are good, some of them could use some work, but they're pretty funny. But the last one is, uh, You're a three decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce. So that's what we're going to talk about today is arsenic. Uh, so this is, you know, a holiday slash uh, landmark of Oncofarm series. Talking about arsenic trioxide, uh, also known as ATO, arsenic trioxide, trisinox, um, the atomic element number 33, the atomic symbol AS. Um, and when I hear, you know, number 33, I think of, of course, Scotty Pippen. All right. So arsenic has a pretty fascinating history that just like Mr. Grinch goes from being poison to tonic or treatment as we go through. So it's a naturally occurring substance, right? It's element number 33. Uh, Though usually it's not found in its pure state. It's found in toxic and unstable inorganic forms, commonly called red arsenic, yellow arsenic, and white arsenic. So red arsenic is arsenic disulfide, yellow arsenic is arsenic trisulfide, and white arsenic is arsenic trioxide. And it is uh, an industrial byproduct of roasting red arsenic uh, and uh, salvaging and purifying its smoke. So white arsenic is, you know, that that arsenic trioxide that we have used uh, currently. But the red and yellow arsenic also have uh, a history of being used um, for treatment. Uh, By the way, there is also organic arsenic bound to carbon uh, that's stable and less toxic. And arsenic as you probably know, is a major source of uh, and concern for environmental contamination in groundwater that gets into the food chain. Uh, if you, if you are, if you're like me and you've looked for research on how to give arsenic in people with renal dysfunction, and you PubMed arsenic renal or arsenic kidney, you find a whole lot of publications about arsenic uh, contaminating rice in Sri Lanka. Uh, and if you just PubMed arsenic and go through it. You don't want to. I've done it for you. Lots of lots of uh, you know APL articles, but also lots and lots of um, you know environmental and public health concerns about arsenic in the food chain. Okay, so let's go back. Arsenic's been used for 2,400 years for both good and bad. So for treatments and also 
uh, as it was written in one of these reviews, I said, for homicidal purposes. Um, in fact, Hippocrates, you know, like Hippocratic Oath, uh, used red arsenic to treat ulcers. Uh, in the 1700s, uh, William Withering, trivia, what did he discover? Digitalis, uh, favored arsenic-based therapies. Quote, poisons in small doses are the best medicines, and the best medicines in too large doses are poisonous, which makes William Withering the first oncology pharmacist. In the 1700s, Thomas Fowler developed a solution that would go on to become known as Fowler's Solution, which was arsenic trioxide and potassium bicarbonate that was used for the treatment of asthma, movement disorders, uh, eczema, psoriasis, and this became the standard treatment for anemia, Hodgkin's disease, and leukemia. And in fact, in 1931, uh, there's a case series published at a Boston City Hospital of nine patients successfully treated with arsenic for CML. And then, of course, uh, what you probably learned in, uh, probably even in high school, is that in 1910, Paul Ehrlich, the godfather of chemotherapy, uh, used organic, an organic uh, arsenic compound called uh, salverson to cure and treat syphilis. Now, move forward now to 1999, where uh, arsenic had been used in China for, for years, uh, and there's a, a publication in 1999 showing uh, from a Chinese hospital, I think in Shanghai, showing a complete response of 85.7% in so six of seven patients with APL. And that got APL approved um, eventually. Um, sorry, that got arsenic approved for APL by the FDA in 2000. So that's kind of the background of arsenic. So how does it work? It induces apoptosis of APL cells, and it decreases uh, the PML-retinoic acid receptor fusion protein degradation. How it does that, we don't actually know. So again, uh, APL is characterized by this translocation of chromosomes 15 and 17 that results in the promyelocytic leukemia gene and the retinoic acid receptor, a fusion product, um, and that basically leads to, uh, to APL. Um, now, this decrease in PML, retinoic acid receptor fusion protein uh, products, it doesn't appear to be due to induced differentiation, which is how uh, all transretinoic acid is used. It actually uh, removes that differentiation block in APL cells. That's what ATRA does. Causes these immature uh, teenagers to kind of grow up a little bit and not cause so, so many problems. Arsenic doesn't quite do that. It doesn't appear that it does so by differentiation, although um, it doesn't appear that we're entirely sure. As, uh, as we move into the uses of arsenic, you already know from what I've said, it's used for APL. Uh, legally, that's all it's used for. Uh, and medicinally, that, that's all it's used for today. Um, so the doses, and this is an example I'll talk about, this is the Lococo regimen. If you just Google low, L-O-C-O-C-O, Lococo, New England Journal of Medicine, you'll find one of the uh, most commonly used arsenic for uh, initial treatment of low and intermediate risk APL. Uh, so the induction dose is 0.15 mg per kg IV every day until remission, and the consolidation is the same dose, 0.15 mg per kg daily for five days, so Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday for four weeks on, four weeks off and that is given uh, in conjunction with arsenic. As far as ADME, uh, absorption, distribution, metabolism, excretion, no absorption to talk about really because we're talking about an IV, but it's hydrolyzed to an active uh, arsenious acid that's then methylated in the liver to less active metabolites that are excreted in the urine. Um, the label uh, for arsenic in the U.S. does not have any dose reduction guidance for hepatic or renal dysfunction. Um, 
there are, as I mentioned, case reports of using arsenic in people with dialysis, and I think it's about a 50% dose reduction, uh, something that we have had to look at here locally uh, in the past. Moving into the toxicity, there are a couple big ones to talk about. One is retinoic acid or differentiation syndrome, which uh, we're most familiar with from Atra, and this is characterized by fever, weight gain, dyspnea, um, you know, abnormal findings on uh, a pulmonary exam or chest x-ray, like infiltrates, uh, and that's of course treated with you know Dex 10 milligrams BID as soon as you as soon as you um, appreciate that. So even though arsenic does not, from some of the evidence I've read, doesn't appear to cause differentiation, we do see this quote differentiation syndrome uh, with arsenic, whether it's given with Atra or by itself. Uh, and again, going back to the uh, the uh, Lococa regimen, if you go and look in the methods in the supplementary appendix. Uh, they would recommend giving hydroxyurea for people with APL and a white count above 10 to cytoreduce them to decrease the risk of differentiation syndrome. Uh, everyone got prednisone 0.5 mg per kg daily as prophylaxis uh, from day one until the end of induction, which can be a long, long time with some pretty good dose steroids. So we do have to worry about that. I think we're familiar with that from Atra. The second big thing, and so there's a boxed warning for retinoic acid or differentiation syndrome. There's also a box warning for QT prolongation and the risk of torsades to point. So everyone needs a 12-lead AKG before starting and periodically. You want to maintain your potassium above 4, magnesium above 1.8 or 2 uh, commonly. And your stopping point, uh, based on the Lococo regimen, because I'm going to go off of what most people use, which is that paper, um, the criteria for dose-reducing arsenic is a QTC... So QT interval that's corrected for heart rate of 450 in men or 460 in women, and that is using the Framingham uh, correction. Now this is important. So uh, as an example, there are a couple good references that if you deal with a lot of APL, or maybe more importantly, if you don't deal with a lot of APL but you encounter an APL patient, you'll want to pull these references. So one is, this is a wonderful title, this is from Benyam uh, Mulune in JCO in 2019, who I follow on Twitter, so he's a good follow, uh, and the title of this is The Trials and Tribulations of Corrected QT Interval Monitoring in Oncology, kind of specific to uh, arsenic. Uh, so that was in JCO in 2019, uh, M-U-L-U-N-E-H is how you spell his last name. And the other reference is the prevalence, management, and clinical consequence of QT prolongation during treatment with arsenic. This is by Robos, R-O-B-O-Z, JCO in 2014. And they looked at 113 patients who were on study, over 3,000 EKGs, no cardiac events. So no cases of torsades or anything like that. But QT interval prolongation was very common, and it differed. This is the key point. It differed based on which correction formula you used, whether it was the Bazet formula, which is, I think, the most common one that you see on an EKG, uh, like 90%. If you used a different formula, like the Friedrichier, I think is how you say it, it was like 60%. Um, but one thing that I will tell you as a, uh, as kind of a clinical pearl, and I'll start with a joke that makes fun of surgical residents and surgeons, but I feel like I can make this joke because a surgeon told me this joke and imagine the, you know, you get the EKG printout and then, uh, the bottom 80% is, are the actual leads and the tracings and the, the top 20% is the machine's interpretation. And this surgeon told me during, um, my, my pharmacy residents training. You know how they teach us to read? Um, uh, you know how they teach internal medicine residents, internists, to read an EKG? Uh, you fold over that top 20%, so all you see are the tracings and you make your own determination. He said, you know how you teach us to read 
you know, we, we're taught to read an ECG as surgeons. Uh, you turn it the other way, and you just look at the top 20% and see what the machine says, uh, which I thought was funny. And the reason I bring up that uh, that point is do not just take that QTC calculation um, and go with it. Uh, don't even take the QT interval and then punch it into a different formula. Actually count the boxes from Q wave uh, to T wave because oftentimes you'll find that they that it is not what is reported in the machine. So you should do you count your own boxes, uh, do the, do the math yourself. There are all kinds of QT calculators out there online that you can find that are reliable. It's a simple correction factor for heart rate. All you need is to count the boxes uh, and have the heart rate. And I would encourage you to do that if you're running up against a lot of patients who have QT intervals uh, that are pushing the boundaries of, of whether or not you need to dose reduce arsenic. Because uh, you don't want to inappropriately dose reduce arsenic because it's a really good drug for a very treatable and curable disease in APL. All right, so box warning, retinoic acid differentiation syndrome, QT prolongation, some others include headache, increased LFTs, um, and then coming back to the song, uh, one of the lines is, you nauseate me, Mr. Grinch. Now, of course, if he is a sauerkraut toadstool sandwich arsenic sauce, he would be nauseating because arsenic is a moderately a metagenic drug. Um, and I know what you're thinking. Oh, so worried about QT prolongation with arsenic and, and ondansetron has QT prolongation. All these other 5-HT3 antagonists, except palinositron. We can't use them together. It's a drug. No, you can use ondansetron with arsenic. Uh, the QT prolongation with ondansetron is most prevalent. 32 milligrams, IV push. We don't give that high of a dose. We give eight. You give it over, you know, a 15-minute infusion if you give an IV, and you should not have any trouble. But if you don't believe me, and other people in the hospital, in the clinic, don't believe you. Um, do it once with an EKG. Do it once without an EKG and see what the difference is with 8 milligrams of ondansetron. And I think you'll find that you're going to be okay. Well, thank you for listening. Um, I hope everyone has a, a very happy holiday season and, and some restful time off. And, and big thanks to those of you who will be uh, in the clinic, in the hospital, and in the wards, uh, taking care of patients with cancer during what is a very difficult time of year for them uh, and often for everyone. So once again, thanks for listening. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at FarmDeetNib. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at FarmDeetNib. Uh, no, 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 sorry. On Instagram, it's OncoFarmPod. And you can also follow the podcast on Twitter at OncoFarmPod. Give us a nice uh, rating, five-star uh, rating review. Tell us what you like, what you'd like to hear more of. And until I talk to you again, remember, doses matter. Thank you.